0: Hello! Welcome back to Queer Perspective with your favorite queer duo, Andrew and Noms. Yay! Hello! Hi. (laughs) Difference of energy. Right. It's
1: good. It's good. It's a balance. It's a balance. Yeah,
0: we we balance each other out like yin and yang. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hi. So this is our first recording of 2022.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. But you Too wouldn't funny. know that
1: because this is gonna be like, I don't know, posted way after.
0: <laughs> Most likely, like in March or something. Depending yeah. if we could get our shit together. I know right? <laughs> we're trying so hard. Uh, it it's in. I like we're different than other podcasts who like they record every Friday, they edit on a Saturday, and then they post it. We'll or we'll record and then forget about it for a little bit, and then (laughs) and like oh my god, we have to edit like two weeks, yes, yeah, (laughs) and then we'll do that. And then we still haven't done the Instagram clips, so yeah. The way I'm, like, calling out noms.
1: I know. Uh, stop <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> hey, new year, new us for us. Yes. We're recording. This is the beginning of the new year for us. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to um, start try, like, to be a little bit more. I guess it's, like, I guess go moving forward with the podcast, we kind of be a little bit more less formulaic and try to make it, like, this is like it takes forever for us to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> we have to at least try to make it as fun as possible for
1: us, yeah, yeah. i think I think there's some some episodes for sure, like it'll be helpful to have more um for it to be like more formulaic and like structured or whatever. But like I don't know. i think I think for the first couple of episodes, I think we're just trying
0: to go with the flow, Mhm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this episode is gonna be a go with the flow kind of episode for sure. Simply for sure because we just didn't put the structure in.
1: <laughs> we tried. <'Cause- laughs> it just it just didn't work.
0: Oh my god! If I sound uh, I'm recovering from a cold or sick. Ah. Um. Yeah. Anyways, so today's episode is about man hating. And
1: woo! It, wait, actually, not woo. I thought it, you were just going uh, me- to say men, and I was like, woo, and then you said men-hating, and I was like, wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did it mean to cheer for that. <laughs> um. Okay. So this episode, we're calling it Man-Hating, Is It a Cute Look? Um. And the origins of this episode, because I believe that when we post this episode, it's going to be right after the patriarchy episode, I believe.
1: Because mm,
0: mm-hmm. patriarchy, okay. So... Yeah. Uh, the idea about it is that there's there's always been the trend of uh, like men ain't shit trend which yeah. you know I get it same I understand it uh, but there's a point when we start going from men ain't shit to kind of like man hating and misandry and stuff like that and I know Ooh. this is not the con and the problem is is like I both understand where most of this rhetoric is coming from. But also, I also feel like it's not the most productive or conducive argument. There's one thing Mm -hmm. to make the joke or to make fun of like, you know, alpha bros, Bitcoin bros on the internet Mm -hmm. for calling them for their idiocy. And then there's another one of putting that blanket term of just this, like, men shit. Fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. That, that's, it's like, I'm happy with my dry-ass pussy. Not... <laughs> to <whoa>. ex- <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: I mean, I think... I think for sure, like, it's it's true. Um, Over the last couple of years, I think women have gotten more vocal. Or anybody that has experienced men, <laughs> I think has gotten has had the ability to be more vocal about it. Um, And it ranges from like, you know, straight up discrimination or like, um, you know, just being abused or like things like that to um, just saying that men are like dumb, which I think at first I was kind of like, oh, it's good. Like we can all have a voice and all have a say um, and be able to like express our thoughts and feelings and stuff like that, which I felt like, Honestly, I think in the beginning when that kind of trend came about, it felt like the one thing that, at least for me, as a woman, I was able to do because I can't correct a man and I can't, like, honestly, a lot of times, like, even if a man is doing something wrong to me, I'd rather just leave and not say anything because I don't know if that guy could, like, kill me on the spot. I really don't. Like, if it's, like, a stranger and I'm not willing to take the chance just because I want to get a word in or, like, make a response um mm-hmm. so i think a lot of like the man men like bashing felt like you know my one Justified. true
0: weapon yeah i 100 percent again and that's the whole yeah of this nuance because it's like 99.999 of all this violence is done by men and that's yeah like, for sure i mean don't quote me on that <laughs> 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 on that statistic but um Yeah, it's like an exaggeration, but... That's the frustration of this kind of, like, trying to attempt to be nuanced. Because it's like, I... And I think it was, like, it it was generally the the conversation that we've had. The idea, Mm -hmm. because you were definitely, like, for a while, that whole men and shit mentality. And I, to some degree, parroted it. But it's like, Mm -hmm. it also kind of was negatively influencing me. Because... Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm attracted to men and I'm also a man and mm-hmm. to just say like men ain't shit on a regular basis is not the best thing to do psychologically um, I mean
1: I think I think honestly like I feel like the dismissal because men ain't shit is such a blanket statement that I feel like it just dismisses men in all aspects it's like well, that's the, that's oh, the whole I want point
0: to- it yeah it's like men. i
1: won't discuss with men because men ain't shit i'm not gonna even try to be friends i'm not gonna even try to like explain my point of view um because they're not gonna get me because they're not to my level like that kind of thing or mm-hmm. they're just gonna do wrong by me or by other people um and i don't think that's obviously it's not helpful like we've talked about this but i mean like like you're a dude you're a guy so it's like it's not helpful for me to like believe that and have you be my best friend it literally doesn't make sense
0: i love them like "Like, you're a guy and i would be like allegedly
1: allegedly (laughs) no oh my god literally the other day i was talking to somebody and like somebody was like
0: you're a woman and i was like allegedly allegedly
1: i guess (laughs) like rumors say but like is it confirmed we'll never know (laughs) anyways um and it's like it's the same thing with like you know having a dad or having a brother or like I i just don't think it's helpful to like believe that a group of people are hopeless um because i think people definitely like um and this is another thing that we talked about but it's like when we're talking about like the patriarchy example we're talking about like capitalism like those are systems that their feelings or like their development is not going to be hurt by like people like throwing insults at them but it's like when we're talking about men like men are Mm -hmm. people and it's like especially like i think a lot of that kind of talk is on social media which has a lot of like young people on there and like young um boys or like young guys or like young men on there and I think it can really make you feel like hopeless you know if you feel like you can mm-hmm. never do right and no one is ever gonna see you as somebody who should be given the space to do wrong and grow from that
0: so mm-hmm. yeah rant yeah over. I guess- <laughs> Because it's like, I think we were talking about this conversation for like months now. Yeah. Um, And the way that I because it's like, the reason why I wanted to do this episode, because there is a frustrating dichotomy in my in my head about this. Mm -hmm. Because on one hand, I do understand, agree that like men in general and very like patriarchal men and Stereotypically straight guys and stuff like that tend to go to that whole like, you know, there is, I feel like that fear is like, are they gonna kill me? Justify. Yeah. <laughs> no dude, <laughs> like, <for real. laughs> and, and then it, it almost feels as like it's very frustrating to me because it's like, dude do, does even but it's like, but not all men. And does that mitigate that fear? And it's like, I'm part of me, it's understand the argument of like we have to not perpetuate this unsafe mentality. You always have gotta be safe. You have, If that fear is there, don't like let it be. Like if you're afraid that for your life that some stranger or some random guy is gonna kill you, you know, get the fuck out of there. Um, mm-hmm. But it's kind of frustrating for me because it's like, can we have a nuanced conversation without it, without mm-hmm. it going there? Is it, it's like, are men a lost cause in the, in the spaces that we want to like perpetuate? I don't know.
1: Um, I mean, I think personally for me, as somebody who like, looks like a woman full time, <laughs> like 24-7, um, I really i am not taking a chance with my life, (laughs) honestly, down to it. Like, it's like, we'll we'll have this conversation and it's like, I understand in my head, the rhetoric about men can change as in like, but I'm talking about a specific group of men where it's like men, let's say that I work with, men that are like in my classrooms, men that are Mm -hmm. like family members, men Uh that I meet through other friends, but I don't mean strangers on the street um i don't mean any random guy um i like i i think for me i just think it's and the thing is like it's not just you know the belief that men are like unsafe like it's backed up by like, statistics
0: so yeah that that one that, good we are on not. that you know like i, I you believe see, you see this is the complicated issues. And honestly, I don't think we're going to be able to untangle this complication in this like, two-hour rambling that two gay people (laughs) are going to talk about. But (laughs) uh, the thing is, it's like, it is frustrating. But this is the general frustration to the whole thing, because it's like, if there is this, um, it's like, like, fear or something like that, but I justified fear of just this, like, yeah, men can't be trusted. Uh, I think men, I th- yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think for maybe, maybe you being a man interacting with other men, I think that interaction is different, but I know oh, that yeah. at least for, because the thing is, like, honestly, like, women grow up knowing that, like, you know, a lot of the time, like, I don't have an exact number, but it's, like, over than half per, like, half of the time when, like, a woman gets, I don't know, abused or, like, killed, it's, like, the partner. And because we live in a heteronormative, like, society, it's a guy. Um, So I think, like, the fear is justified, but I think maybe there needs to be, like, a threshold of who gets... I mean, I I also do want to say that like fear is different than like dismissal altogether. Um, like if I don't know, I feel like being scared of strangers that are men, or being scared of men that seem like sketchy, or that make you uncomfortable, or that cross your boundaries, or that are love bombing you, or just seem too nice, um, because that's the other half of it too. I think that's different than when you're interacting with like a friend or like, let's say, a podcast host or like um, someone that you deem is safe or that you trust. Um, Because I do think that like you can still keep strangers out while giving space to the people that are closer to you or that you trust with your time. Um, And that doesn't mean beyond bounds either. It just means like, don't dismiss I guess the plights of those people but I think even that is an even more nuanced conversation because like um like for example um I mean this is this is like a different turn that we're taking from the conversation but um I talked to you about like this podcast that I was listening and the guy was saying that like in his experience like now it's really trendy for women to ask like Men to be more vulnerable and to be more open with our emotions,
0: mm-hmm. but because men oh, yeah. are so
1: yeah, but because men are so repressed and closed off about their emotions, like um, it feels like it feels like this really really hard thing to like reveal to somebody.
0: Well, but at the, the, the same time, yeah, it like feels this, like a like, prize
1: for the women.
0: But don't you understand, like the frustration that you wait on like a five minute. Not a tirade, but a five-minute ex-like thing about like you can't trust strangers, you can't trust people that love them on, you can't trust people that you don't know. But mm-hmm. also, we should probably give men the benefit, of, like that. I'm not saying your point is invalid, but do you understand mm-hmm. that there's a huge gap between those two concepts of giving men the benefit of the doubt and also their murderers? <laughs> but I think it's because, I mean, I'm not trying the- to like invalidate Uh your own feelings what i want to try to Uh do is like is there a way to get because it's like i've been watching a lot of podcasts a lot Uh of like videos uh s video essays and stuff like this about like this specific topic about like men's uh it was men's redundant redundancy which was like something that just blew me away Uh that concept that it's like the role of men is just becoming more and more obsolete because people are just becoming more independent. We don't need a specific mm-hmm. person to take care of us. Mm-hmm. We don't need a husband. We don't need a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of frustrating because women have taken up the role of where men could be, like the workplace, money makers, bread, blah, 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 all that that's been like sort of like for the history of modern history, like up to, to like I don't know, 70s, 80s. That's always mm-hmm. been the case. Like, men were in charge of all that shit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're, like, obsolete now, to be frank. And as much as we want to, like, stray away from gender norms mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it the straying away the gender norms is more akin to women roles than it is for men roles, if you get my drift. Uh, so but, it's like, I... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I already lost my thought. Go on. <laughs> um, sorry.
1: I, but I think it's because my thought with these things is that, like, it's... Say it. I like, care. yes, I believe, like, you have to keep space for men and all that stuff. But in itself, the patriarchy... Or the systems that have been like uphold, upheld like by men because they were the ones in power are the things that women are trying to they're trying to overturn. Who has control yeah. of that system now, or who in has fact, a right. seat at the table of that system now? So I think I mean, you know, it's it's hard because even in the case of like, you know, men are overtaking more masculine roles or like men that roles that men have had it's because like otherwise there's no freedom like you have nothing for yourself you have nothing that society values you have nothing that like your community around you like values aside from a select few people like if i went to my family today and i was like yeah i want to be a homemaker i want to find a husband i want to stay at home they would be like okay I don't cool. give a fuck do, but like get a part time job so that you can have a no. saving and if you in case were you protect yourself and, and, and even if you were going to
0: like I'm going to be working and make million make a lot of money and just never get married and it'll be like okay we want grandkids but okay <laughs> I mean
1: but in that in that sense like what I'm trying to say is that it's about being able to have like autonomy as a person and As a woman, especially, you have to step into masculine roles in order to do that. Because if, let's say, like, and again, in the example of like me being like a homemaker or whatever, even the Mm -hmm. man that I end up being with would not see me as an equal because society in itself devalues, you know, women that get the labor that like women go through when they're cleaning, when they're cooking, when they're bearing children, when they're raising children and all that stuff. So I think it's just hard because, like, like, you have to do it. Like, it's like you can't, we can't overturn the patriarchal system. No. So it's like we all have to participate in it and, like, find the top role in order to find freedom.
0: Like, I understand what you're trying to say. It's like. Freedom, quote unquote. It's a very, like, the way I see it, it's like, it's frustrating, but incredibly justified. To a Mm -hmm. weird sense. Like, this whole sense of, like, the Mm men ain't shit thing. It's, like, they kind of, like, patriarchal society and stuff kind of deserve that kind of mentality as a whole. Yeah. But it's also, like, to the nitty gritty, it kind of feels like, like, like I said, I'm a guy. And it kind of, like, frustrates. Like, you don't know what kind of psychological bullshit you go to, like, when you go into, like, dating spaces. And that's all they the mentality you have of the men ain't shit or like that's Mm -hmm. all there it's not it's not like positive it's not conducive it doesn't like it's not fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i think when i wanted to do this podcast or this episode it was just this like acknowledge that i'm not disavowing any kind of violence or any kind of shit like that like what I and I, I even talking about this I feel like a bad guy. Just like mm. saying like I don't like the phrase men and shit. I mm-hmm. don't like the man hating that is usually perpetuated in most spaces because it's like it it's a blanket term and it does mm-hmm. affect like trans men, male presenting non binaries, gay men, and just like straight men that are allies, you know? It Yeah, I it I Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. It's like, it's a blanket term that's thrown out. And it's like, I both understand where it comes from because it's usually like said through women who just had horrible boyfriends. I understand that. We've all had a horrible boyfriend. Um, But I don't think. You know, like the law of manifestation and shit like that. How can you expect yeah. that something that you're trying to manifest do better? If all you're saying, it's garbage, you know? If you believe the mm-hmm. pool that you're dating from, the pool that you're attracted to is garbage, What then you're just going to be dating garbage. And it's mm-hmm. frustrating because it's like, yeah, it is kind of, it's garbage. But it's mm-hmm. like, I have to not see it, like, you know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I've just done a lot of research because it's like, it's kind of like this whole existential crisis with like straight men, but like men in general of like trying to find their identity now. Yeah. And that's, and like and the problem is, is like in internet circles and stuff like that, when a man tries to find their identity, it never ends well. When they're like looking for themselves, the, it usually ends in like 4chan, in a very shitty circle of Reddit. Mm. Uh, where they're planning to do very bad things Mm -hmm. so it's not and it's always men so i'm like again i don't know like it's kind of like the the the, anora like eating its tail it's like you know men ain't shit but they're acting like shit so what do we do yeah i
1: mean i i think it's i think it's hard um because i i also do see it as like a cycle like you said Um, I mean, I think about it more as, like, the law of assumption. Like, if you assume that something is going to happen, then it's going to happen. But at the same time, like... And and to be honest, like, I did notice that. Like, every time I would meet people and I was, like, extra suspicious, like, there would always be, like, a thing that turned out and I'd be like, oh, well, I suspected it or whatever. And then Mm -hmm. after a while, I was like, why am I so involved? Like, just shut the (laughs) fuck up. And, like, let people show themselves, you know. And then Mm -hmm. through that, like, I found you know, people that, like, surprise me, or, like, and this was, like, in general, but, like, kind Mm -hmm. of because I was so, like, biased against men and, like, meeting new men. Um, But I I think it's, I think it's just hard because the, the reason why, like, I talk specifically about, like, men that are trustworthy to a certain point to, like, be more open with and to give them a little bit more space is, like, because I feel, like, it's, that's, that's where you'll probably find better results. Like if you're trying to relate, I mean, I think about it more in terms of like, like I have, you know, a couple of men that are like my little cousins and I feel like me not assuming that like men are trash helps me relate to them better because I see them as people who are worthy of like belief and like, um, you know, support from like their older cousin, rather than like, oh, you're just a fuck boy or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, terrorizing people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I think it's just easier for me to relate with them in that. Like, it's it's just easier to relate to people in general when you don't think that they're like villains.
0: In oh my god, story. who would have guessed. You, right? Who, who would have guessed? <laughs> oh my god, breaking. Give news. a brain thought. <laughs> if you don't think they're bad, you could relate to them.
1: The, wow. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Um, but which is one thing that I realized, but I I tend to be um like, the I'm reason, not telling honestly,
0: people to like go to a random man on the street and oh, just Oh no, like, for no, sure
1: this is not this I is not the point of this been podcast. Being harassed
0: at all. by random men on the street. So like <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, love that. Uh, actually no.
0: No. This this <laughs> not at all. this episode might actually need trigger warnings,
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's just hard to be the the person who's like well, maybe we should stop hating men when, like, so many people have, like, valid reasons. I know. It's, like, and it's, the thing is, it happens so much, or, and I think it happens so much, and men are also not the people who are, like, having these kinds of conversations, if that makes sense. Like, I will say, like, there are, you know, groups online that are having, like, conversations like this. Like, I listen to podcasts, which it's, like, three men that, like, talk about, like, issues that, like, men face, you know, um, but I, I think in general, like, I've seen a lot, like, before I see a guy talking about, like, a certain topic, I'll see, like, 10 different women talking about it, if not more, um, like, I think it's just hard because, like, men are not participating in the dialogue, like, people are, like, saying, like, like, I, th- I think, at least for me personally, like, before I got to, like, my men-hating era, I was like in my trying to understand men era and didn't get any answers. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, are you guys just suck? And you guys just don't care. And then everybody else around me who was talking about men were like other women who had been scorned by men. And then they were like, yeah, they don't care. And then guys don't talk. (laughs) At least not the guys like in my life. So it's like, even when I would be like, this guy did X, Y, Z, like, what do you think? Like, what The fuck, you know, I'm just trying to relate to him and he's not relating back to me, but he's still stringing me along. I don't really get what's going on. And like the guy would just be like, mm. Mm. he just mm. and then it just seems so vague. Like they're never seen, like it's, <laughs> it just feels like a bunch of people are talking at men and like men never answer, they never respond. So I think it's hard to not get angry because I think a lot of people have tried to relate, especially like I would say, people that are having these kinds of conversations. it's like you try to dissect you try to understand i think first their first stop their first instinct is just try to understand men um because you know even if you've been hurt you're like okay maybe there's a good reason maybe it's understandable even if it's not acceptable maybe it's understandable maybe i can like relate maybe i can like we can talk about it and then men are just like nope I don't want to
0: do that. We've had this conversation about how men and women are raised differently in this patriarchal society. Yeah, for sure. Men were raised that... I think it was, like, the way that most men are raised is try not to be, like, emotional, don't open up. Those are generally... It's, like, I remember it was, like, um, I think it was a TikTok that I sent you about, like, that men don't like women because men are raised to not have women traits. That's just opening sure. up, be emotional, like don't be a pussy, uh, that kind of Even stuff. Even
1: then, I feel like those traits, they're shamed, they're just, they're shamed in both groups just differently. Like I feel yeah, like for are. women, like, people are like, oh, you, like, not like you suck, but like people will say like, oh, of course you're crying, you're a woman. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, you're emotional, like, you're crazy or, like, whatever. Um, Yeah. But it's, like, for a guy, like, it's just, like, automatic, like, it's it's just much more, like, intense and rude.
0: Because they just distance themselves because they think it's something they're not supposed to be. It's, like, that whole innate, like, it's something that they're not even willing to, like, play with concept of Mm -hmm. like opening up emotions because it's like that's it 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 always it's like it's always that issue and you deal it with a lot of queer men and stuff like that it's like that Mm -hmm. existential dread that my identity of a man is being misdefined because i showed a little bit of emotion Mm
1: -hmm. and it's
0: like it is frustrating but it's also like you know, you're being raised like I. It's like I understand why the guys are not opening up because they're not mm-hmm. raised to be open up. But it's like, how long are you going to be blaming the being raised not to be open up? Because I've um, I, been raised yeah, a guy and I've I've that. learned to open up, and mm-hmm. so have well, I'm more open than my brothers. But even yeah. my brothers have learned to open up and be more healthy with expressing their emotions. It's not like it's not like me, which is full ass vomiting my emotions. But they mm-hmm. do it um, to their own degree that they feel comfortable with. Um,
1: I I will say one thing that I learned though is that like I found out through that pos- podcast that I'm listening to where it's like men talking. Um, I found out that like men are actually they do have these emotional conversations but just like with yeah. one friend or like with like they three do. people and they never talk about it with anyone else. Oh,
0: a hundred percent. These these kind of conversations like my I thought men me, just didn't talk but, about that at all. No, they do. They do it behind closed doors mm-hmm. and it's like hush hush. We do not bring this and up. you
1: would never know that it happens. Yeah,
0: I, I, I've done that. That's honestly the okay. Uh, like I know my brother, like. Hinted that that he had those conversations with friends. Won't tell me which friends, of course.
1: And Mm -hmm. it's sort of
0: like, you know, it's like a sacred oath. We do not speak beyond these hollowed walls. What was discussed behind these doors. It's that kind of mentality. It's they, um, which, fair enough. I
1: -hmm. mean,
0: like, I get it. Um, privacy and all that stuff. Like, it's not necessarily anybody's business if you don't want to share it. So Mm -hmm. they have that right. I mean, to be frank, that's kind of, like, one of the main reasons why uh, me and my ex broke up, like, two years ago. Because Mm -hmm. people found out, and he didn't Mm -hmm. want people to find out. So, Mm -hmm. there is this sense of, like... Again, uh, that's very... uh, Like, it comes off of, like, a control situation. You have your control of your information, so... I understand why they want to be very private because it's like, I don't see them closed up. I just see it as that they're just private people. Men in general are private. Mm. Uh, what can I say? They were raised to be private. That opening up is not a priority to them other than physicality. Um, I
1: think, I think like, at least for me, I don't know. I, I, I don't necessarily think that, like, that's what the the qualm is with people. I mean, definitely, like, for sure, when I was, like, dating men, like, I was, like, I just felt like I couldn't, I couldn't know who they were. (laughs) Like, I just, I didn't have an idea of, like, who they were, really, or it just felt like a distant version. Like, it Mm -hmm. never felt like I could put my hands on it and, like, hold it, you know? It always felt like like it's like it's kind of like when you're trying to hold water. That's what it felt like. Um so I don't know, but Hmm.
0: I understand that's frustrating. Sometimes toxic men, that's a manipulation tactics too, because men ain't shit. Um <laughs> that they know <laughs> that you want that that emotional connection. So they'll like only like Turn the knob a little, let a little out, and then keep the rest a secret. Some toxic men do that shit. Like I said, it's like, it's frustrating this conversation because it's like, yeah, but they're also being assholes about it. I can't be that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I think it's hard though because people now, it's one thing to be private, I think it's another to be, to just completely shut people out. um, It's an unhealthy coping mechanism, anyways. Like, I, I think, like, what's been frustrating for me is, like, when I've had to have conversation of, like, especially, like, I mean, of course, this is, like, I'm thinking more in, like, a romantic context, but I think across the board, like, this has happened with, like, a lot of different men, but it's, like, the minute that you're trying to be, like, hey, you did X, Y, Z, can you fix it? It's, like, an automatic, like, no. It's, like, or an automatic, like, defense thing of, like,
0: yeah,
1: you know, I must reject this, even if it's, like, valid. Or even if it's, like, for my own comfort, like, I, I don't think to this day, like, I think my dad is, like, probably, and you, like, mm-hmm. maybe the only two men that I can think of right now, that if I asked them to do something for my comfort, I know that they would do it. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel like, and, like, my brother, but I feel like Other men, it's always, especially men that I was, like, dating, it's always, like, a back talk or something. It's always, like, you know, like, I'm inconveniencing them, like, I'm, like, an accessory, Mm -hmm. or, like, it just, it's only them, and they don't owe anybody anything, like, like, I get being private. I get that it's being, like, I get one thing of, like, being private, but it's, like, once you start dating somebody, it's, like. Can you try to open up? Like, can you try to show some personality? Can you try to show some accountability? Like, at I think least it discuss was like, certain things?
0: Like, There was that, um, what was it that, uh, what was it that that podcast clip that we shared that it was like, it was one woman and like two guys and they were saying like, that emotions are sexy or something or opening up is sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the way that the men
1: just, like,
0: repulsively, like,
1: let me, so let me, let me explain. So, um, the podcast host, um, she's a woman. She was saying, like, um, right now there's a trend that's saying, like, vulnerability is the new sexy.
0: Vulnerability.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the guys literally, like, I think if they could have just left, like they would have just left. Like they got so just visibly disgusted by that statement. And I yeah. think their point was valid to a certain degree. Because what, they were what was saying the point that, like... again,
0: because the way that I see it, like
1: <laughs> No, mm. because they were saying that like Okay. They were taking it from the perspective of let's say like you're somebody's trying to get to know you, right? and you tell them about like something like that who really really hurt you like let's say somebody like close to you passing away or like something traumatic or whatever it was Mm -hmm. like something that like really really means a lot to you you know um and then the person uses it or treats it like like a prize like you can tell what mattered to the person was Getting to getting that information from you, getting you to open up rather than what you actually said. And from that perspective, from them saying that, like I get it. And I definitely feel that because the thing is, like, as a woman, it's like I think a lot of times, like, um, there's times that I've like had men tell me things that were like vulnerable, it felt like it felt like, oh, now I'm definitely in. Now I'm definitely, like, like, how do I say? It felt like a different, like, graduating to a different tier, if that makes sense. Like, of, like, like, if if the guy was, like, keeping me at arm's length, like, now I'm at his elbow or something. Like, that's what it felt like. So I get what the guy was talking about um, because definitely there is that culture of, like, Especially like when you're a woman dating men, like, and people are giving you advice about how to get close to men or how to like oh my God. trap men don't... or whatever.
0: That advice is it's
1: horrible. so yikes! It's so yikes! It's just like it's yeah, it's not the most sensitive thing I would say. um But at the same time, like what the guys were saying, where they were like, "Oh, I don't necessarily want to." talk or be vulnerable like and then all the women like I think it was multiple women in that episode and then all the women were like yeah we need to talk about stuff to feel close to you because that's how you know the person and then the those two men were like no we don't need to talk about that stuff like we don't need to be vulnerable to be close and I was like what makes you close then like physical proximity like
0: so what makes a guy close let me think about it because I think we've had these conversations a couple of times and was like, Emotional connection is important, Mm -hmm. but what makes me close to another guy?
1: Like humor, probably, or like common hobbies.
0: No. um, No. The way that I I think about it, it's almost like loyalty.
1: Hmm. Loyalty to to
0: what? You'll just stick around.
1: I feel like it's very hard to... Okay, maybe this is like an assumption on my side, but I feel like it's very hard to make a guy friend stop being your friend. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. True. Because from stories that you've told me and what I've seen in my life, it just feels like no matter how long it's been that you haven't talked, you're still considered a friend. Which, Which, I mean, I don't... I get to a certain point, I guess... But it feels like indiscriminately, like whoever you've ever been close with, no matter how long it's been since you, you've talked, like that's what it feels like. You're always a friend, like to a guy. So I don't know.
0: Are you saying that to specifically to me, or just guys no,
1: in general? No, not specifically. I think in general, like what I've seen.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, a so guy that, that loyalty
1: actually... is a given
0: but it's what they want. It's what they appreciate more than emotional connection. I could say that you're a friend and they'll stick it out there. If you need help moving shit, they'll be there. But opening up, mm, I mean, I understand. And the, um, because I think there are like two conversations that we've had that this keeps reminding Mm -hmm. me of. And one of the idea of like, this is, I don't know how unrelated this is, but it's, like, the difference between, like, a first date with a gay couple, a gay man couple, and then a first date mm-hmm. with a lesbian couple, and a gay mm-hmm. man couple, is so that you just hook up and then move on. But a lesbian mm-hmm. couple is, like, you make that joke of, like, oh, we know each other's trauma, and it's, like, mm-hmm. seven mm-hmm. hours of a therapy session, and, mm-hmm. like, and then we just, it's like, we know each other's entire chart, star chart and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and the way that i'm like that's a lot though (laughs) and the way that i'm like i can't really relate to that as i will say
1: i think i mean personally for me i think i think it is a lot to keep having seven hour long dates or whatever it's it's also (laughs) i don't think sustainable
0: um very inefficient but,
1: (laughs) but at the same time to be honest I think it's good to know, because at the very least, like, after a conversation with someone, I can know where somebody's at emotionally, and know if that's like, like, if I talk to somebody and they're like, yeah, currently right now in therapy, I'm working through, I don't know, trust, or and You're talking about
0: therapy on the first date?
1: Not necessarily the first date, but that has happened to me. Like, the first time I met
0: somebody, <laughs> we
1: talked about, like, you know, parents and, like, therapy shit. Yeah, oh
0: my God. It's, like, not, like, the first date, but sometimes during the first date, I know that you yeah. were abused as a child.
1: <laughs> sometimes it comes up. Um,
0: but either and way, I think, like, that's, I think. That's the, that's the, another bridge. And it's, like, guys will open up. But that's, that's a lot. To ask them to unpack their trauma. Like you're gonna have to expect at least 20, like a good, that's the whole thing. I think it's because you're, it's like different levels of expectation because it's like it's the idea that you're, have this idea of what's a healthy or like a comfortable way of opening up is different for like guys. I've learned to be more open about it, about myself. But to be frank about my own openness, I only do it as a defense mechanism, because I used to be very private myself. But as a gay man in very straight circles, you get harassed. So the only way you could be- get like defend myself is to like vomit my own fe- my own position. Like, I'm gay, yada yada yada, in straight circles, mm-hmm. and they'll just like, okay, he's the gay one, and then mm-hmm. they kind of like put me in the same category of like women or something in their eyes and then just sort of, like, set me aside and if, like, they want to hang out or talk that happens, but most of the time uh, I
1: yeah. I honestly, like, I feel like I get that, like, the, the whole seven-hour spiel is, like, a lot, but I also don't think that that's the expectation because that's definitely not my expectation um, Then what is this your is expectation
0: like when you go right into now? a lesbian date? Yeah
1: yeah i'm but not an expectation i'm saying like it could be a possibility um because it's happened before but it's not (laughs) an expectation that i would like you know like it's not okay that's not like oh i'm so hoping for this like it's not that's not what's going on in my head um and i think like even if i had been expecting it in a positive way this would have been like a new thing that evolved like over the last year when i started dating like actively dating like women and like uh uh, non-binary people and, and stuff like that so I um I I even when I was dating um before like dating like actively dating men like I wasn't necessarily being like oh my god I want us to have bonding sessions like 24 7 I literally just wanted to know a sliver of what mattered to the person that I was with um and I don't think that's too much to ask for and I was patient I was patient yeah, I was fucking were. patient like I was like all away from months. I'll wait for the person to warm up. You know, I'll stick it out. Um, I'll prove that I'm like not going to leave, not going to depart the minute that, like, I don't know, I don't, I see something that I don't like or whatever. Um, and I still wouldn't get anything. Like, I have, there have been men that like have shared things, but then it just, they were still keeping like secrets from me that I would find out later on from other people. <laughs>
0: like, so, I mean, like, the, with the joke in my head is like, but you did an Aquarius. So like
1: no know. but okay, what <laughs> I wasn't referencing... I mean okay fine for the aquarius fine um and that's fair i mean
0: what were, i think
1: um, i think though it I, was like it's just yeah. that eerie feeling that like yeah sometimes it's very like, somebody doesn't need to situation. tell you yeah but sometimes like somebody doesn't need to tell you that they care about something for you to know and i just mm-hmm. genuinely didn't could tell, tell. I just couldn't tell. And that was the freakiest part to me. Because I don't need somebody to explicitly tell me, like, these are all of the 10 things, the 20 things that I care about in my life. I and I would be devastated if they left my life. But I just couldn't. It just felt like they weren't showing me anything um, or letting me get close enough to see anything. I get that.
0: Um, and that was and, weird to me. Yeah. I um, mean, it's like, I. Understand that because it's like the it's it's not subtle, but it's like most guy like guys with friendship friendships with guys it's usually like they don't normally talk about like their interests unless it's like super relevant and it's with somebody mm-hmm. that would also like match their level of enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Um because it's like you know if they open up and you're like oh and they, you show any sign they're gonna go back into their cell uh, mm-hmm. but I I understand the frustration of it all because it's like on gay dating apps it's like that's the issue you're lucky if you get an A because it's like I make fun of like the lesbian unhealthiness let's say, the seven hour therapy session like, that ends with a U-Haul yeah, team, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: with a U- renting a U-Haul but like the gay man equivalent is just hookup culture which is, like, yeah. hit it, quit it, and move on and block them. <laughs> which is not the hell, it's just literally physical yeah. and it's, like, we don't do emotional. And it's, like, both are, like, unhealthy, but we're, I understand, like, guys just don't open up and it's, like, frustrating. There's another yeah. quote that I was, like, well, I forget where it's from, but it's generally, like, men's inherent weak, men Inherent weakness is the perceived strength and women's strength is their perceived weakness. So the idea you're, if the idea, like most men have to be t- perceived to some degree of like authority and control, mm-hmm. tough. So any form of weakness to them, to their eyes means it's like exponentially worse. I've seen that with like mm-hmm. some guys too. The idea of like just letting like, an inch of like their facade fall and you caught catching them within they just like pull back
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. that but that reminds me though because um and i i'm pretty sure i interrupted you in your thoughts so try to hold on to what you're thinking but i this just reminded me of like a part of the clip from the podcast that i mentioned earlier that i didn't Mm -hmm. mention but What the two men were also explaining is that, like, they have opened up before to women. And then Mm -hmm. if that, those women have used whatever they revealed as, like, a play card during, like, an argument, let's say. Oh, yeah. Like, let's say you told me, like, oh, you know, no, I mean, like, I feel like a failure. And then we have an argument and I'm like, yeah, that's why you feel like a failure. Like, that's what they would do. And if I you get did that to me, wouldn't we up. wouldn't
0: be friends anymore. No, literally. That- <laughs>
1: like, I would be like, I'm never going to tell you anything ever. I'm never going to open up my mouth around you ever. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think there are, I think like just in general, like there are just a lot of things at play. I think though, Um. I don't know. Maybe this is like too much to ask. We'll never know because yeah. men never talk, but. Never do. <laughs> But it's like, honestly, men cannot be angry that people don't get them and not open up and not talk. It doesn't make sense. Nobody's gonna yeah. be able to like know what the struggles are. And there are people that are genuinely willing to hear it, that genuinely want to yeah. know what the fuck is up with men, like me included. Even if I'm not dating men, like I think it's still in my in my interest just to understand my like, coworkers, friends family members or whatever it is um so there are people that want to listen and hear them out um but at the same time like so many when certain men like do open up it's like a lot of it is just misogyny or things that it's like they no business oh my
0: god that is sometimes <laughs> the worst part when you like get them in an intimate part Right. And then they open and it's like, you know, I actually think that women's place is like, oh my God, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Dude, like, this, reminds me,
1: this reminds me of this one therapist. Oh my God, he was like a black therapist on TikTok. And I used to see his videos on my, on my For You page and I haven't seen him since he was making videos just like any other like therapist on tiktok where he was like talking through certain issues or talking about like certain topics and stuff like that and then for one video like for whatever reason he started talking about like his i don't want to say like his hatred for black women but i think it's like his disdain for black women because he had a black mom that like his black mom like abused him and stuff like that or, or like he had like a hard childhood because of his mom and that's his relationship and his emotional response as a result of what his mom did t- to him is valid, completely valid. But then he was saying, I don't mm-hmm. trust all black women because of this. And people in the comments were like, dude, what? <laughs> and I just had my entire 40 page like filled with other black women that were saying, like, this is why like men will say, like, oh, I'm evolved, oh, I'm going through therapy, oh, I'm like woke, I'm thoughtful. But at any instance that they can like tie trauma to like a general group of people and justify it, specifically black women, like they'll do it. Um, so, like, I th- <laughs> and he was a therapist on top of it. Like, if anything, that should be the first person to like never but, like make that kind of relation. And yet he still did it. So, I don't, I don't I know. mean, like,
0: but isn't that the basis of like the men ain't shit moment? that like everybody has had a shit relationship or a shitty experience with a guy. And then we're just like, oh man. And with that ends part one of man-hating. Is it a cute look? If you want to hear the second part of the conversation, catch us next time on Queer Perspective. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Queer Perspective. We would love some feedback. So please leave reviews wherever you're listening to this podcast or on Instagram at Queer Perspective Pod. Thank you.